Deacon Kevin has been ordained just one day, and he still looks older than Father Joe Campbell. <laughs> Sometimes when I drive on the freeway, um, I think about just the mystery of God's love. Like, God loves all the people around me when I'm driving. He loves the people on the other side coming this way, right? He even loves the people who cut me off. And I know that because he loves me who sometimes cuts other people off. Um, but if you think about like the immensity of God's love, he really does love everybody. And when you drive, like everybody has their own story. Everyone has their hopes, their fears, their insecurities. And there are some people that around us that are driving, or some, some people are really close to God. Some people who aren't so close to God. Some people who are on their way to heaven, and maybe some people who might not be on their way to heaven. The truth is, is that God wishes everyone to be saved. And that's exactly what St. Paul is saying in his letter to Timothy. He says that God wills that everyone be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And what is the truth? It's exactly the next sentence. There is also one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. As Christians, we believe that Jesus is the only way to God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one that can heal us of the wound of sin, which separates us from God. And he's the only one that can conquer death, toward which all of us are headed. And it's because of this, we recognize it is critically important to bring people to salvation in Jesus. A few weeks ago, Deacon Dave gave a beautiful homily about, about whether or not there's gonna be a lot of people saved. And in that homily, he said, while it's technically possible for people who, through no fault of their own, to come to the knowledge of, uh, to come to heaven to be saved, right, I'm sorry, those who for through, through no fault of their own do not know the gospel, they don't know Jesus, it's possible for such people to be saved. He also said very clearly and importantly that, that we should no me, by no means believe that's a probable thing. That we shouldn't believe that it's probable for people who aren't practicing their faith or who, who don't know Jesus are going to suddenly experience salvation. Because we have to fight against evil. We have to fight against our, our flesh. There's a lot of stuff that prevents us from coming to know Jesus so that we might experience his salvation. And so because of that, our desire for people to experience salvation flows from love. The reason why we want people to be saved is not just because we love them, but because we love God. I mean, after all, if God wills that all people to be saved, and we love God, we want what he wants, we desire what he desires, we will what he wills, amen? We want people to know and to experience the redemption that we have and so that God can bring people to be with him forever in heaven. And that is something that we experience as Christians, not simply as an obligation, and this is important. We don't just evangelize because God says you have to evangelize, but we have the privilege of bringing this to other people. And so you hear in the church often many ways of evangelization. We hear about personal evangelization, that is bearing witness to others by how we live our life, right, by our example. We, tell, we encourage all of us to share what God has done for us, like the testimony of our own life. We sometimes are encouraged to share the specific message of the gospel to get people to, to turn away from sin. 
right, to, to hear, to respond. We sometimes are encouraging people to pray with others so they can encounter his love. But for all the ways in which we talk about that, it can sometimes be intimidating. Like, I don't know how to answer their questions. I don't know exactly how secularism is, is its own religion and how to understand Christianity in light of that. I don't know how to, to even share what, what the scripture says. And so we can be intimidated by this. But the truth is, is that we as Christians aren't evangelizing by ourselves. Like we're, we're doing this as a part of a community. And as a community, we have processes by which we can bring people to receive the, the gospel and to respond to it. Think about it this way. If the church exists to evangelize, which it does, and this has been the teaching of the church for a long time, right? From the beginning, that's its mission, to go forth and to, to make disciples, right? Then each parish is an outpost of missionary activity. Each parish should have a, a way by which we bring people to hear the gospel and to bring about that conversion. And I don't know about you, but this is really good news. It's not just simply up to me or to you to, to convert people. No, we do it as a community. And that's why the bishop's vision for evangelization is that every parish has processes that are proven to bring people to that place of conversion. And that is what we are doing here at St. Pat's. And I'll, I'll share more about this in, in a few weeks. Um, but we have several processes that we know work to bring people to conversion. And if that's true, it's really our job just simply to have a good relationship with people, try to live our faith, and invite them into these experiences where they can hear the gospel and respond. And so this morning, I want to just simply offer two of them. I um, just want to highlight two of them. One is OCIA. Okay, formerly known as RCIA. RCIA was Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. The, the Vatican is renamed to Order of Christian Initiation for Adults. So I want all of us to repeat that. Order of Christian Initiation for Adults. This simply is the normative way by which people who are not Catholic can come into the faith, can come into the church. And these are often people who are practicing other faiths that if we encourage them, we invite them to consider becoming Catholic, they enter into this process. It also is a place where people who aren't Christian at all can enter into this process. And so this is a normative way that we do this. And so people come into the church at the Easter Vigil. They come in at Christ the King, um, the Feast of Christ the King at, um, in November. And they also sometimes come in at Pentecost. We have about 10 people going through the process that will become Catholic at Pentecost. So the real question is, do you know someone who's not Catholic? Do you know someone who might be willing to consider becoming Catholic, becoming a part of our church, right? All we have to do is invite them. So we simply invite them to RCIA or OCIA, right? And contact me or contact Anne, and so we can, as a parish, be about the conversion of the world. So that's the first thing. But the second thing that you've, you've seen that, w that we talk about recently, last several years, is a program called Alpha. Now, Alpha is a basic introductory course in Christianity. It is very, very non-threatening. It's a welcoming and loving atmosphere in which we just simply love on people. We invite them to a meal, and we have great hospitality. It's an environment of love and care. And then we show some videos that answer some basic questions about Christianity. And it's so kind of like zero-level entry that you can have people who are, have uh, anger toward the church or Christianity, people who are very militant atheists or agnostics, or even people who have just fallen away from the faith. 
um, come and invited in in this environment, they hear the gospel, and there's a retreat experience where we pray with them, and a lot of times faith is birthed in a very powerful way. What I love about Alpha is that it also transforms normal Catholics who have been going to church most of their life, and they actually hear the gospel again, they recommit their life to Jesus, and things begin to change in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what I'd like to do is just invite Diane, our Alpha coordinator, who I believe is behind me right now, uh, to come forward to share a, a little bit about a testimony of how Alpha impacted one of our own parishioners. Thank you, Father. Hello, everyone. Um, I just want to share with you one of the most exciting things about my role here at St. Patrick's Church is when the phone rings and I pick it, pick it up on the other end, somebody is sharing with me their testimony of how Jesus has moved in their lives through Alpha. And there are so many of them. It literally leaves my day bouncing. My heart is bouncing on a cloud for the rest of the day because I am lifted. I see God working and moving. And at this time, I want to invite Renee Rondo to join me. And she's going to share with you her testimony from Alpha. Hi, Renee. Will you please uh, share with us what was life like for you before Alpha? Well, I was a cradle Catholic, didn't know anything else, very typical, made my first communion, and then at confirmation, I was all educated, and it just stopped. Um, but I, I was, in my era, we weren't taught scripture. We were taught that only the priests could interpret scripture, so I really feel like I missed a lot. Um, and what made you sign up for Alpha? A very, very dear friend that I met here at St. Pat's um, invited me to Alpha, um, and I just couldn't say no. Beautiful. So share with me, um, through the 10 weeks of Alpha, what your experience was. Well, at first I thought I didn't need to come because I didn't have any questions. But the first thing I noticed at Alpha was there were a whole bunch of other Catholics that were there that also thought they didn't have any questions. And lo and behold, we had lots of questions. One specific time during Alpha is Alpha Saturday. And at that time, everybody is invited to receive personal prayer. Can you share with us how that personal prayer impacted you? We prayed with our small groups and individually each person asked uh, for a special intention and we prayed for each other. When it was my turn to be prayed for, I could not believe what I felt um, the Holy Spirit was just amazing. It was, um, I was on fire. My faith was just on fire. Uh, it was, I was radiating peace and joy throughout my whole body. Um, and I knew that there wasn't anything in this world that would make me feel that on fire and that peaceful. Beautiful. Who doesn't want to experience that peace and joy? Um, lastly, will you please share with us how this has impacted your life now after Alpha? 
many, many ways. <laughs> um, I realize that I am not in control of my life. And that is really a good thing because Jesus is in control of my life. I never had a personal relationship with him. When I would pray, I would go to the saints. Have, I, I couldn't ask him directly. Now, our relationship is like, it's almost inexplainable. It's just beautiful. And I, I hope that everyone can experience that themselves personally. Thank you. So lastly, if you were to speak to each person here individually, what would you say to them if you wanted to invite them to Alpha? Don't miss this opportunity. Um, if you have children, don't let that stop you. They have free babysitting. Bring the kids. Um, it's, it's the best two hours I spent in the last couple of years, let me tell you. Um, you all deserve to have a personal relationship with Jesus also. But the one thing that really struck me when I was at Alpha, which I would like everybody to kind of ponder, when I was watching one of the videos, I, I was really struck by the fact that they interviewed college students or appeared like college students. Who is Jesus? Do you believe in God? The majority of them said, I don't know, or no, or maybe, and it just broke my heart. And it reminded me of my own life and kids, and I know many of you are probably in the same boat with kids that have fallen away. So I, Alpha made me realize that I can't change the world, but I can change from within with Jesus. And when they see me filled with joy and love that only Jesus can bring, that will change somebody. It, it has to because it radiates out of me. So um, come, just please come. You won't regret it. Thank you, Renee. So with that, I want to invite each of you to stop by the table after Mass. Uh, we have many Alpha cards. Those are for you to invite all those that you know. Everybody sitting next to you today, everybody in your neighborhood, everybody on your heart right now. Take the cards with you. We have three Alphas running starting the week of October 5th. Uh, there's a couples Alpha that is on Wednesday evenings and a general session Alpha that will encompass men's tables, young adult tables, women's tables, single tables. And um, that's Thursday evenings. There's also an online alpha, the perfect alpha for you to invite anybody out of state and any family member that's stuck and just needs that extra love and care and to find their way back to Jesus. Online, you can be anywhere and take it. And beautiful things are happening through online. Powerful things are happening through online. The Holy Spirit is showing up online too. And so with that, I just want to encourage you, invite, invite, invite. I personally was invited here four times to experience St. Patrick's Parish. I had a friend that told me, it's just different at my parish. And I just thought, really, how different could it be? So after four invites, I thought I'd give it a try. I was signed up as a parishioner four weeks later because I saw the difference. 
and it is your chance to invite. Uh, Jesus is the ultimate inviter. He invited St. Peter to join him. St. Peter was inspirational in our church and continues to be today. So I invite you to come and see. I invite you to be commissioned to invite others to come and see because they have the chance to experience Jesus' heart through Alpha. And with that, God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you. In one sense, you can measure the health of a parish by how many people come to know Jesus through it and how many people come into the church. So I just want to encourage us to remember that we don't have to have it all figured out ourselves. We have processes by which we can bring people into a relationship with God that changes their lives. And I just hope and pray that as you, um, as you drive, remember that God loves everyone. Uh, even if you see me cut you off. He loves me too. But let's just work together to, uh, to really bring the saving love to Jesus to everyone.